Hello, beautiful people, and happy, happy new year. 2021, guys. I don't know that changing the calendar will change the world, but there seems to be a lot of people optimistic that that will be the case. So cheers to a healthy, amazing 2021, everyone. Please keep in mind, you can only do what you can control. And I just suggest that you live your best life with what you can control. So today we have my first ever Quadra podcast. Is that a word? But I had three guests at the same time. A little interesting. And Bernie, he's been with us before. But him and a couple of his friends are announcing some some plans that they're working on for this month and some changes in their recovery solutions. So please take a listen and feel free to follow them and get engaged with the community. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to 321 No Kidding. To my fans out there, I am doing my first panel recording, which I'm pretty excited about. And I have some great resources here from PGHR. I knew I was going to mess that up. Bernie has been with us before, and he is going to get us started. Welcome, Bernie. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to do this. I was actually in the hospital with asthma. I didn't know I had when it came to me that people needed to be able to get the recovery and keep connected regardless. And so I did some things differently in that. And it wasn't until that, that was 2011. That took until 2017 for it really to start taking hold. But there was all, a lot of it was Amy pointing out a different way of communicating. So I was using all the different platforms that allowed one or two people to talk. And what it really was about at that point is problem gambling. The problem is addiction is addiction is addiction. And problem gambling, hope and recovery was born out of the idea that the addicts needed to have meetings and they didn't, have, they didn't need to be told they had to get somewhere. There's online gambling, there's all these different things. Put it in what you can of reco- to, re- to recovery. So for years, it wasn't until I to Amy that really kind of took off. And more recently, Richard has brought in the component of all of our addictions are the same. It's a moving target. And there's something we can learn from, from each other. So we're looking at with, the, with it being three years, December 29th, of possibly changing the name to people growing hope and recovery and talking about having a singleness that we can have meetings where there's just about gambling recovery and just about the different types of recovery, but also getting it involved where we talk about our recovery at that foundation. Because the foundation is 12 steps no matter which program you're in. And it's been really kind of a growing experience for me. The two people that are, that are here taught me more than they'll ever realize. Because when I started out, I was very much about me and I needed it. And that I was going to make sure people came. And I learned that I needed it, but the mentality had to be, hopefully somebody will come with us. So with that, I'll, um, I'll close on it. That, that's kind of where we're at. Okay. I'm going to have them expand and maybe even repeat a little of what you said. Between the turn signal and this connection with you driving, I don't know if we're going to be able to capture everything you said. So 
I'm going to ask Amy to jump in and, and take it away. Okay. Hi, I'm Amy Meese. Thank you for having me. I'm a compulsive gambler. I gambled for about 20 years and my family backed me in the corner and told me I was going to get help this week or, you know, things are going to go downhill. You know, we were looking at divorce. We were looking at bankruptcy. We had a lot of problems. I was lying to my husband and gambling entire months worth of wages and you just can't continue that path if you want to keep your family and your home. So that week I started addiction counseling one-on-one over the next town over. You know, when you start trying to understand addiction and recovery, you're told to go to meetings. And so I tried five times to go to the meetings the next city over where there are also five casinos. Five times I lied to my husband and said, I'm going to a recovery meeting and I went to the casino and lost more money. And then I knew that I wasn't gonna be able to drive to the next city over for recovery meetings. I didn't have it in me. I was not ready at that time to turn the money over. So I searched Facebook for groups and that time I met Bernie. Now what had happened then is that I tried to make more money instead of trying to recover. I started a multi-level marketing business and I tried to sell products and I did. I sold a lot of products and I gambled every penny. And then I met Bernie and when I was in that business, they were hosting sales meetings on this platform of Zoom. And I just decided that if I could go to the bedroom, if I could go to the meeting from my bedroom, I could attend the meeting not lie to my husband and not risk going to the casino instead of a meeting. And so, you know, for that first couple of years, it was just me, Bernie, and one other guy, and we got to know each other pretty well. You know, Bernie, at that point, Bernie had already been clean for 10 years, and I went through a phase of suicidal thinking. And, you know, Bernie just would meet with me, and he would just listen to me, and he would just talk to me, and he would tell me what you know, what he had done. And, you know, over a time, you've just become good friends with each other and you have a trust. And so when something goes wrong, I would reach out to Bernie. And, uh, you know, then I told him about Zoom and we started meeting on Zoom and it worked pretty well. It worked really well for me. You know, not immediately. The first couple of years I went to psychiatry and we had to adjust my meds, but you know, that was three years ago. So now I'm doing pretty well. I'm about I'm about eleven months clean. Maybe I'm reaching a year, January the third be a year, so ten, eleven, fourteen days it will have been a year. So I'm kind of proud of that. And I couldn't have done it without Bernie. I probably wouldn't have been still alive if So Bernie started the Facebook group and then we met and I told Bernie about Zoom and we hollered about Zoom on his Facebook page for a couple of years. And then we started having meetings, except I had never been to live meetings and I didn't know how to host a meeting. And so we were really just talking with each other. And, and, you know, what I learned is that people with addictions are pretty emotional. It's pretty easy to upset somebody that's, fresh out of addiction and you need the structure that the AAGA forefathers set up where you have the structure in the meetings. It makes it so that you don't fight with each other or so that you don't hurt each other's feelings because when we're just in casual discussion, 
it was really easy to upset each other. We hurt each other's feelings quite a few times because we were just talking to each other. Then as it grew and we began to get 20, 30, 40, 50 people in a Zoom meeting, some people that had long clean time and personal experience with live structured meetings, they kind of took over and started hosting real meetings. And then we had, you know, you have rituals and procedures and readings and discussion rules and it started working better and so now if someone joins pghr we can immediately get them in on a zoom call and we can talk to each other and and since then what i've learned is that addiction is about isolation and recovery is about connection so if we can get people connected and talking and you know talking out solutions then people are become more willing to try a different strategy a uh, pretty big turning point for my husband and i when we knew that maybe no longer divorce was going to be an option and you know suicide wasn't an option and bankruptcy wasn't an option what happened was is i finally conceded you know i'm a compulsive gambler i cannot manage money if i have money i go to the casino so my husband has a checking account and I have a checking account at the same bank and he gives me an allowance each week like a teenager, you know, and for the first week or two or the first month or two, that made me pretty mad. But now three years later, you know, we've paid off the majority of the debt. There's one pretty good sized debt left, but one monthly payment is where we're at. We're down to one monthly payment. We see the light at the end of the tunnel and we are going to achieve debt freedom. We're not going to have any debt. Uh, we can tell you which day it is that we won't have any more debt. So, you know, we're able to buy a car today where three years ago we couldn't buy a Sonic drink. So things are better for me. And it's because I met Bernie and because I told Bernie about Zoom. Thank you for having me. And that's my share today. Well, I really appreciate that, Amy, and congratulations on your 11 plus months in, in the home stretch to a year. I appreciate you being candid with my audience and being part of Bernie's journey and group that he's very passionate about. So we're part of why we're here today is to celebrate some evolution of the group, and that's why you're on the call, because you have brought the Zoom factor in, your relationship with Bernie, and your compassion for the new people and helping them with like the rules and stuff, as you pointed out with the structure. So I am going to ask Mr. Richard to share how he fits into the equation and maybe get a little bit more into what the future of PGHR looks like. Hello, I'm Richard. I'm an addict, um, alcohol and gambling. And that's how this whole thing started for me. I was in recovery for alcohol for about 17 years. I've got 22 now, but this is when I started gambling when I was about 17 years in the, in the Alcoholics Anonymous. I was at the casino and I had spent a, a large amount of money in about four hours. I, I realized that I was totally addicted. I said to myself, now I got to go to two meetings a day, which is about two hours a day, because I was going to an hour meeting a day before. And 
now I've got to work with more people and, you know, do more things. And I thought to myself, if I can get addicted to gambling, what's next? Is there, is there other things that I'm going to get addicted to that I didn't know about? Because I had no idea that I could be going to a 12-step um, recovery group and get addicted to something else. I just, that never crossed my mind. So anyway, as my, my thoughts progressed, I thought, you know, if I keep getting addicted to things, I'm going to spend my life in meetings. You know, I, I don't want to spend my life. There's 21 different addictions. I didn't know that, but there's 21 different addictions. And I found that out through a group that I'm going to now. If I go to an hour for each one of them, I'm going to be addicted to recovery. And my life is just going to, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love recovery, but I want to use what I'm learning, you know, out in, out in the real world. So I went to GA, you know, because I was, like Amy was saying, I, I thought about just committing suicide, too, because I thought, God, I'm never going to get it. I'm never going to get what's going on. I don't know what I missed in AA, but I missed something because here I am addicted again. But now I know there's a different story. To that. So I started looking at the steps and I mean, I, I worked through all 12 steps, but I looked at the first one and I thought, you know, the first step is we admitted we were powerless over alcohol or gambling, that our lives had become unmanageable. And I looked at that step and I thought, you know, that ought to say we admitted we were powerless over our addictions, that our life had become unmanageable. And then in the, and the rest of the steps don't even mention what your addiction is, except for 12. And 12 says, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to other alcoholics or gambling and to practice these principles in all affairs. So instead of using alcohol or gambling, that ought to be just addicts. So I was looking at this and I was thinking about starting a meeting for this and I didn't know if it was how it was going to go over. And then I thought to myself, you know, what if somebody's already done this? Maybe there's something out there, you know? So I went and Googled, I went and Googled um, all addicts. That's all I put on. And up come all addicts anonymous. So I started reading about it, and it's the exact same 12 steps that I was thinking about. It had addictions and addict in the first and 12th step, and I thought, well, that's strange. Then I started reading, and, you know, they have four absolutes in there that were started by the Oxford group. That was the four points that they used for recovery in the Oxford group, which each one of those is now three steps. And that's how that got, that's how they came about, okay? And then they, of course, have the 12 steps, and then they have 10 points. Well, if you've been in an AA meeting, they read something called How It Works out of the Big Books, okay? And those 10 points are nothing more than the 10 points that comes out of, out of How It Works. Only it's a short form, and they call them the 10 points. So I started going to their meetings, and, and I thought this singleness of purpose was the only way to do it. And I started listening to other addicts. Some of them were in narcotics anonymous. Some of them were in sex anonymous. Some of them were with overeaters anonymous. Some were even Al-Anon. And I started learning things that I had no idea existed. I had no idea that there were six points or six types of fear until I went to that meeting. I had no idea that you could have a meeting on surrender versus phony phony recovery 
or phony, I don't know what they call that. Just a minute. You're teaching me things right now, Richard, because some <laughs> of this is totally new to me. So thank you. Yeah. So anyway, you know, I listen to these people and yeah, they, 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 it's a little uncomfortable at first because they talk about acting, you know, like sex anonymous. They'll talk about acting out. They don't give details. In it. But they talk about that. And the meeting becomes way more spiritual because everybody connects on a spiritual level. And so then I start asking, well, how did this whole, whole thing come about? And they told me that it's been around since 1964. And the way it came about was Tom Powers... Now, I'm, I'll just say Tom P. Tom P. was a sponsee for Bill W. Okay? So, he helped Bill W. write the book. And he also helped with the 12 and 12. Okay? But Bill wanted it to be single purpose. And Tom wanted it to be for all addicts. So, they kind of had a falling out. And Tom opened his house up to all addicts the same way that Bill opened his house to just alcoholics. Okay? And that's how it was born. Was it came, everything come from the big book. It's the same 12 and 12. It's the same AA program. But Tom wrote a book called An Invitation to a Great Experiment. Because Tom was a atheist when he started this. Okay? And it's really, the book is how he come to be how he come to God and, and, and is now a Christian. And he, there's certain suggestions in there and there's books in there that he read and stuff like that. But it, it's very, very interesting to me. Very interesting. And I've been, and I've been reading it. Now, anyway, long story short, I liked AAA. And, and so I told Bernie about it. Bernie went to a couple of meetings. He goes, Oh my God, this is exactly what we're about. It's just getting all the groups together. And so we decided to open up a meeting of AAA on PGHR. So our first meeting is going to be Tuesday. Now, you can go to AAA and still go to single list of purpose. It's, it doesn't interfere with any of that. It's just that they believe that our addictions are, AAA believes that our addictions are moving targets. And our disease, now I call mine addictionism, that's what I call mine, and they're moving targets. Now, if you're not aware like I was, if you're not aware that there are other diseases out there, I'm sorry, other addictions out there, then you can fall into that addiction. So now I've got a way that I can go and I can see people and, and hear them, and I can, I can say to myself, am I an overeater? And I may be able to stop it before I cross the line. So, and then, and then the thing is, if I do cross the line, I don't have to learn different steps i don't have to learn different language i just use the same steps again and i talk to somebody you can still get a sponsor who's in your group that maybe has the same addictions as you you can still go to singleness of purpose and have a sponsor it's just that i'm learning way more than i did when i was just going to singleness of purpose aa and ga saved my life but aaa has given me a different way of life different a different aspect of all of it. So that's pretty much my role. And I was going to thank you for explaining that to me. It helps clear it up for me and our listeners. And this is the premise of the shift that's happening right now, right? With PGHR? Right. Mm -hmm. That's right. 
So it's going to be, are all meetings going to be all inclusive AAA or is there going to still be individual meetings? I don't know if you okay. address that. We're going to have everything that is recovery. Okay. So we may have Al-Anon meetings. We'll have AA meetings. We'll have AAA meetings. We'll have GA meetings. So, you know, the recovery is going to be for everybody. And you can go to singleness of persons if you want to, or you can go to AAA too, where you can have all of it. So it's, it's encompassing all recovery, not just, not just one thing, not just gambling, not just AAA, but all, all recovery. I really love the model. I think, I think you're 100% right that there's a lot of value in learning from the different addictions and the different perspectives. I really love the fact that there's open meetings across the, the Gaminon and Al-Anon. I think that that adds a huge component. I imagine it makes it a little more complicated too. When Amy was talking about hurt feelings and stuff, I imagine it, it helps the healing in the process, but I think that that's very fantastic. So what do you collectively, I don't know if this is a Richard, Amy, or Bernie question, but what is the goal? What do you want my listeners to know about from this conversation? That, the, that there's this new way coming, that AAA exists, that you're making the shift. I'm curious to hear what you want them to walk away with from this conversation. Yeah, I just parked because, it, because as I was listening, I, I, yes, I was here, but I, but uh, I was not focused on this. I was focused on the road. I was, but I left my camera on so you could see. I parked at a rest area because I wanted to speak on this. PGHR, when it started out, one of the things when I was sitting in the hospital was I thought about cancer. And cancer is a disease. Now, cancer can be brain cancer, being lung cancer, all these different forms of cancer. So in the beginning vision, it was the idea that the foundation is treating the disease and the disease has different forms. And it's something I learned from one of the, one of the folks early on in my, in my recovery. And I was trying to figure out how I could stay connected even if I was in the hospital, basically back in 2011. It took a lot to get to the point where 20, in 2017 that with the help of Amy, we got Zoom going and we started doing meetings a little less formal in most cases, but some cases they were structured. The difference being that as this has grown, I thought about the original founders of AA and NA and GA. They didn't have material when they started out. That's all created, but the program existed long before. And as PGHR, Problem Gambling, Hope and Recovery, has evolved, I've gotten more and more aware of that. And it was only, well, the, probably about a month or so ago that I, that I encountered you. You were posting something, and I reached out to him because, like, my God, he's got it. And for some reason, it clicked that for the third year, we're going to be updating a website that we've got, which um, I'll get to in, at another time. But that's going to be updated, and it's going to have private places for people to talk and chat. It's going to basically where basically you'll have face about things, and you can be public about things, but not public to everybody, just to the to the community of recovery. 
Nice. Because there are people that that have jobs that if, if it came out that they were an addict, a gambling addict, I know somebody's an accountant, that if, that if it came out that they were an addict. I think what I heard was that it's a private community. It, the only ones that are it, it'll be exposed to is people in recovery. It won't be public to the world on Facebook. So some level of anonymity is still protected. Is that what I heard? Yes, and there will also be a public area of it where people that don't understand it, that want to understand it, can ask questions of a group of people that will be basically there to, to answer. It will also have opportunities for basically right now there's something called a hotline. If you have a crisis with an addiction, you can call that hotline. This website will have a hotline where you can actually reach out to somebody and talk to them face-to-face. -face. It's going to have a lot of new things added to it, but we're incorporating not only each of the individual types of addiction, but also the unity of purpose. Because we have singleness of addiction for a compulsive gambler that's only a compulsive gambler. We have singleness of purpose for one that has just one addiction. Over my lifetime, I can point to about six different addictions I've had. Right. When Richard said 21, I said, only 21? I can think of a whole lot more. Yeah. When this all started, I don't know if Amy will, will, will remember this, we had 17 meetings a day, seven days a week. And for the most part, I tried to make every last one of them. And at that point, I was addicted to the Zoom meetings to the point where I wasn't living life. And recovery for me is about balance. Having the meeting, having the connection, with people, the spiritual connection for recovery, but also rebuilding relationships that have been destroyed. Yeah. And I being able to do things that are a little different. I, I agree with that 100%. I love that Richard said, addicted to recovery. I've never heard it put that way, but um, addicted to the addictions, addicted to recovery. So Bobby's question was, what do I want listeners to take away from this? Listen, I want people to know that you can recover. You have to work at it. You have to do things that are uncomfortable at first. You have to be willing to accept that it's not someone else's fault. I, I think that maybe that was the hardest part for me is that this was my fault. And I could divorce my husband and go somewhere else, but I was still going to be miserable if I didn't get help for me. And, you know, I started with one-on-one -on -one counseling out of fear. I was afraid of people in recovery meetings judging me. And it turns out that that fear was not based on anything other than just I was sick from the ups and downs of the gambling. And, you know, when I go to these meetings, I make friends. And I don't gamble today. There was a time that that was horrifying. And now you know, you, you have to give up that thing. But you know what? What I gained was every single thing else. You know, my family back, my grandchildren back. I get to keep my home and I get to keep my car and I got to keep my husband. And, I, you know, I had to go to psychiatry and, and get meds and I had to attend meetings and I, and I had to make a bunch of new friends. And it sounds awful go to recovery meetings. I'm not that person, but you know, I met Bernie, I met Richard, and there's probably as 
a hundred other people that helped me. And, you know, what we want to do at PGHR is just help other people get out of the pit of addiction because you can take your life back and you can be happy again. It takes effort. It takes time. It takes planning. And, you know, for us with the, with the debt, I mean, we had to laser focus on how to get out of debt. And, you know, I just picked up a budget workbook and we worked that workbook. My husband and I, we made a plan and then we put it away and it only came out on payday and we talked about it and it just worked out where we decided as a family that it wasn't in me to be able to take care of the finances. He has to do it. Even though I have a college degree and it's something that I should be fully capable of doing, the anxiety, I can't tolerate the debt. It stresses me out. And then I feel like I need to gamble. So I don't look at it as closely as I used to. I, we worked together to formulate a plan, have a checklist, and he pays the bills. And we do what's on the checklist according to the plan. And it's working. And, you know, we're going to be okay. And you Thank can you. be okay. Thank you so much for that, Amy. You addressed some things that... We talk about a lot here. You talked about the cycle, right? That if you're feeling anxious about the money, then it's almost like a built-in, I can go gamble now because I'm stressed out. So the cycle perpetuates itself. And you're bringing it home that people do have to do the work, but it's worth it. And you can find that connection and community, which you addressed earlier. This is really fun. This is a good learning experience for me, guys, doing my first panel <laughs> discussion. So, Bernie, what do you got for us? Well, adding to something that Amy said, and that is, is that it's a, it's a way of meeting people and learning recovery that's a little different. Like I said, PGHR was born December 29, 2017, but the vision started in, in 2011. So nine years back, there was a vision, and it was because a situation I was in. Amazing is, I may not always agree with some with with, with some some things that were that have been done, but there have been groups that have that have grown out of PGHR, and I want to give recognition to them because one is one years old. They're focused on gambling. I don't agree with all of what they're doing, but if you're in a position where you absolutely need help. They're a good one. And the group is already, they've, they've kind of leapfrogged some things, in my opinion, because learning curves are there. But I encourage people, if they can't get help with PGHR, we may actually be adding the meetings that come from a group called Recovery Road Online. And I know Amy's probably, probably shocked that I said that because Everybody thinks I have an offense to them, but I don't. I just didn't agree with the way they, that things happened. Here's the deal. Again, if I'm listening with my listening ears where I'm paying good attention, I think that you guys said that there's the PGHR is going to be launching in January. There's going to be a place for any addiction. People are open to it. And then there's also going to be a public space where people who are, we'll call it recovery curious. I don't know if that's a thing, but we'll, we'll call it recovery curious that there are ambassadors to help them understand what the resources are. Am I correct in all of those things? 
All of that will be there, yes. We're going to be, we were just getting ready to file for nonprofit status so that we could have that singleness of purpose at the foundation along with the singleness of purpose by, by individual addiction. And what's going to basically happen is the name right now is Problem Gambling Hope and Recovery. But like I said, it's going to change to People Growing Hope and Recovery. Still be PGHR. And the explanation there is that it's transitioning into the idea that addiction is addiction is addiction. And while this started out as just gambling, every addiction in some way, shape, or form is a gamble. And so with that in mind, opening up the floodgates, be trying to cooperate with as many fellowships individually as possible, as well as setting it up so there's ways that all of them can work together on that foundation that Richard was talking about, because the um, AAA basically is a lot like what PGHR's vision is. The only difference is we want it to be something that can reach places where they haven't reached before. PGHR, in the three years it's been there, we've reached countries that did not have any place to go safely. They, 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 there was dangers to them going to a meeting. Yeah, you guys have definitely done some amazing work. And I'm glad that we found each other because I think we're aligned in, in some of our thinking. When I started the podcast, it was for to raise awareness around gambling addiction. And it's evolved. And I've had everybody from sex addiction, porn addiction, gaming, alcohol. So it, it's definitely there's so many parallels that that's why I like to draw attention to it. So I'm thrilled that you guys are as well. I'm going to go around the horn one more time because we have to wrap it up. And I'm going to start with Richard. Any final thoughts, Richard? Yeah, I was just thinking that if you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering if you're an addict or something, there are a couple things that are common to addicts. One thing is that most of us grow up feeling out of place, like we don't fit somewhere. Okay. When I went into my first alcoholics meetings, it just felt like I was home. That's one thing. And the other thing is... Most of us are rebels at heart. You know, if you tell us that we're not going to be able to do something, we'll say, here, hold my beer. I'm going to show you. <laughs> and, that, <laughs> and so those two things, I mean, if you're kind of like that, then you might want to look into it. I mean, if you're, if you're thinking you're addicted and you, and you have those two traits, then you might want to look into it. Yeah, those are great points. Thank you so much, Richard. It was a pleasure to meet you virtually. I'm sure we'll be talking again in the future. Miss Amy, did you have any final thoughts? Thanks for letting me be here. People can recover and, you know, it's worth it. And it's actually enjoyable. Richard kind of, you know, he nailed it down for me. I grew up feeling like I didn't belong. I, you know, I didn't make my father happy. It didn't matter right or left, up or down. It was always different with him. And then, you know, just... I'm so blessed and I was destroying myself and it just didn't make sense. And, you know, involved in addiction, your body and your brain have to heal and you, you think that it's the end of the world, but it's just, you know, it's just not, the meetings are not miserable and I have met so many amazing people and, and, I, you know, I enjoy it and I look forward to going to talk to people because they help me and I help them. And, you know, Bernie and I and Richard, we're, we're just in it to help other people. And we have tools in this century that we've never had before. 
And I think that it's making a difference for people. You know, I have almost a year clean and I know of multiple other people that are homebound because of illness or injury or location and they cannot or could not get into meetings, into live meetings, and they can get into Zoom meetings. And that's the difference is that we have the technology and we have access to hundreds of other people that can help us every single day at any time of the day. I've met people from Australia, I've met people from England, I've met people from Scotland, and, and that's fun. I think it's fun. I Thanks agree. For me I think that's one of the gifts of COVID. Honestly, I don't think that a lot of people would have been pushed out of their comfort zone to go into Zoom before it was not an option. So I, I kind of appreciate COVID for that fact. It's, it's growing and international meetings are definitely a blast to learn from different people and have that exposure. All right, Bernie, I'm going to give you a minute to wrap it up, my friend. All right. Well, one thing I want to say is that this vision that came to me in 2011, I have to give Amy and Richard credit for some huge, huge leaps. Because had it not been, and I, and I say this with all sincerity, and Amy may not like the fact that I'm going to give her a whole lot of credit, but had she not put that in there, I would still be using the Hangouts, the, the little little pieces that you could use where you get one or two people together. And it, it expanded the things and really did. For me, two years ago, I would never have imagined that all of a sudden we're going to have people from around the world reaching out because they can't go to a meeting because of COVID. COVID basically put the idea of recovery around the world on steroids. For sure. And, and that amazing things are happening. It's all because there's a spiritual component to it. And that spiritual component has made the journey so much more. The vision may have started with me, but the problem is it's everybody's vision. As, as I've gone through these last three years, I ran into Amy. It was her vision. I got to get to a meeting, but I can't go, go by the casino. It's another person's vision that, that I can remember. And Amy probably remembers. We sat with a person who was in the hospital struggling, and they couldn't get to a meeting, but they were scared. And because we were able to be caring and have our emotions more focused on good than trying to hide them with, my, with our addictions, there's been a whole lot of love that, that, I've, that I've seen over the last three years that, for me, I'm amazed at what God can do, no matter what God you believe in, because the material goes all the way back, and yet here we are. Yeah. I just want to thank you, Bobby, for doing this as part of our celebration setup. Oh, it's my pleasure. And you guys are doing amazing work. And I'm very proud of you and honored to know each and every one of you now, now that I have new friends. So keep it up. We will blow it up. Any information that you want out there, I will help you disseminate both through the podcast and, and through my social too. Any help I can give because I'm pretty public about my recovery. <laughs> so I will definitely help in any way possible with those resources. So thank you so much and happy new year to all of you. Good stuff, right guys? The AAA having 
think they said All Addictions Anonymous. What a cool premise. I'm actually a little embarrassed I didn't look it up sooner or get and, you know, look it up and see what it was all about. Because it's true. You hear me talk all the time about my gambling and alcohol. We haven't even talked about my weight in any great context, right? So I think that this is a great, great process. And with the nice intimate group that they have from all over the world, it definitely is a great way to get some exposure and some value and some insight from some other folks about recovery. So, all right, beautiful people. Have a great, great, fantastic 2021. Yay! Can you picture me here with my, uh, you know, blowing, what do you call those things? You know, those party favorite things. That's not exactly what I'm doing, but let's celebrate and let's kick off the new year right. Thanks, beautiful people. 